Popping y'all, you're listening to the Babbling with Jazz podcast, where I, your host, Jasmine Charlie, hold nothing back while living and speaking my truth. I'm on a mission to inspiring those who need it and also having the important conversations on topics that people tend to overlook or avoid. So join me as I babble about this beautiful gift that we call life. What's poppin', family? Welcome back to another episode here on the Babbling with Jazz podcast. You already know what time it is. You know what day it is. It is Wednesday. And what do we do on Wednesdays, family? Oh, yeah. We answer questions on Wednesday. So I'm so excited to answer the questions that were submitted to me this week. And before I even jump into the questions, y'all know I got to babble a little bit real quick. If you have not listened to this Sunday's episode, aka this week's episode, which is the truth about your journey, I really need for you to go listen to that right now. On that episode, I literally was talking about and dropping gems on some things that happen and come across on your journey that people technically or typically don't tell you about but y'all know me y'all know I keep it transparent I keep it 100 always forever and always so I was like I'm not gonna have my family out here looking dumb I'm going to tell them and prepare them for what to expect on their journey when they are committed to walking in purpose, when they're committed to being in alignment with every single good thing in their life that has been ordained and predestined for them since the beginning of time. It's so much that people don't tell you about the journey. They talk about the the end result of the journey, how beautiful it is. But I think the more we talk about what literally comes across on our journey, the stronger we will be all together walking on our journeys, as well as the more clarity we'll have instead of us beating ourselves up over things we'll be like nah I already know that this is bound to happen on my journey so I'm gonna keep it pushing my main goal and objective I don't want you to stop on your journey you cannot stop and you will not stop if if you don't think anybody nobody's rooting for you in your corner just know at least one person is and that's me and God is already rooting for you too but know that at least one person me I'm rooting for you and I do not want you to stop keep going don't stop I promise you no matter what is going on in your life right now I promise you it is worth it all on the other side I'm not gonna I'm not saying that every single day of your life is gonna be beautiful amazing and no evil will come or nothing like that I'm not saying that but I'm saying that just be persistent don't let anything stop you just keep going put one foot after the other I'm not saying be quick about it forward is forward it doesn't matter how fast you're going as long as you are going forward so don't rush the journey don't try to compare your journey to nobody else but you know what listen to that episode it's titled the truth about your journey all right and also if you're not subscribed to my email list what are you doing what are you doing you need to go subscribe to that so basically you need to put um dm me or I was gonna say email me I'm going to put a link in um, the uh, show notes below so you can go ahead and join the email list because every single week I drop amazing gems that are going to help you throughout the week as well as on your journey on living in purpose. That's the goal, to live in purpose. Also, if you watched or listened to last Sunday's episode, y'all heard about the uh, little announcement, the surprise announcement at the end, y'all. I'm super excited for this launch. If you are listening, you don't know what's going on because you didn't listen to last Sunday's episode. I don't know what to tell you. You just need to listen to it so you guys know what I'm launching but um without further ado though um I just want to like jump into these questions um God is so good y'all and um I'm just I'm just ready to fully execute I know I talked about on Sunday's episode how I planned out the whole month of July the first week went pretty well there was maybe like one day or maybe one and a half days where I didn't do that in the intended goal but I still did something productive um that day so I'm just 
I'm learning how to, and this is what I think we need to all learn, is not to beat ourselves up and be too hard on ourselves when we when we don't commit to a task that we said we're going to do. I think for me, I would just get pissed off that I set a goal for myself and I didn't complete it. And it would just like throw my whole mood off. But the thing is, keep going. You know, you are in control of your mind. So it's like, do you want to let that one miss, like that one slip up, that one miss goal affect your whole mood, affect your whole day, affect how you're going to respond and talk to other people. And I just, I had to literally constantly tell myself, snap out of it. Yeah, you missed the goal here. But the thing is, the beautiful thing is when you miss a goal, you can just reset it, change the date to that goal. And that's what I did. And then when I actually completed the goal, I felt good because I'd rather have the goal be completed than me just not do the goal and be mad and angry. You get what I'm saying? So it's just like, stop stop tripping about the things that you missed or the deadlines you missed and just reset the deadline. You know what I'm saying? Just keep pushing, keep going. Forward is forward. We're not putting no time limit to this thing. You feel me? So I'm ready to jump into these questions. Bible breakdown is going to be really good. I feel like it's going to be a word for myself. Um, make sure right now, if you're loving the show, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything and follow the social media sites. A lot of things are coming your way. Giveaway is coming soon. You heard it here first. So you need to follow Babbling with Jazz on all social media platforms. So you know what's next to come, all right? But without further ado, though, something was in my teeth. Oh, sorry. Without further ado, though, y'all, let's jump into these questions. All right, guys. So first question is, wow, this truly blessed me. By the way, she's um, I got this from a response from the email list um, for my newsletter. So like I said, if you guys aren't if you aren't subscribed to the newsletter, go do that. So when she said th- this truly blessed me, that's what she was talking about. But let's get back to it. Wow, this truly blessed me. My question is, what do you do when you can't really hear from God, but all you're doing but you're doing all you can to stay motivated and strong in him. And also, what do you do when you're trying to become confident in who you are in Christ and love all of you? One more time. Wow, this truly blessed me. My question is, what do you do when you can't really hear from God, but you're doing all you can to stay motivated and strong in him? And also, what do you do when you're trying to when you're trying to become confident in who you are in Christ and love all of you? So that's a really good question. Questions, I should say. So the first part, when you said, what do you do when you can't really hear from God, but you're doing all you can to stay motivated and strong in him? Who I tell you guys always, 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 always. There was a time where I was not hearing God. Um, and I think the thing is, God was always speaking to me. The thing is, I want you to I want you to know straight up, God is always speaking to you. Always. Always. Always, 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 always. God is always speaking. Remember that he uses any and everything to communicate and speak to us because he created everything. So since he created everything, he he uses he can use anything that he created to speak to us, to connect with us. And one of the things um, that I think, first, first and foremost, I don't know if you're asking. So say, for instance, if you're if you're asking this question in the context of, say, for instance, you ask God a question about a particular thing in your life and you aren't hearing him, you're, you're not hearing his answer for that thing. If you're if you mean it in that context, then that just means that it's just a certain time and place that God is going to answer your question. I believe that sometimes we as people 
we have these questions for God and we think, and since we live in a instant gratification in an instant generation, now like technology is on our fingertips. We get instant information, instant access. We think the same with God, but God don't work like that. Sometimes he does. But sometimes if you ask God a question, he's going to wait until the perfect time to reveal that answer for that question. And sometimes God's perfect timing ain't our perfect timing. You know what I'm saying? Because we think the time is perfect, but we're, we're not God. God literally knows the perfect time. He knows our end and beginning. So he knows when is the best time to reveal to you that answer. So if 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 you're asking this question in the context of, say you're waiting on God to give you clarity on something that you've been praying about, trust that it's going to come. But if you're talking about in general, in general, just hearing God's voice, because I know we talk about how it's so important to hear God's voice, especially on your journey, on your walk, especially throughout your entire day to hear, to you know, to literally do your day with him to make sure that you're not missing out on no blessings because he's going to lead you right into it. I think for me, um, when you said, OK, let me read one more time. What do you do when you can't really hear from God? I for me, what I would do was when, back when I wasn't hearing from God, because I told y'all I used to think that it was all audible that I like how you guys are hearing my voice speaking to you right now. I thought that is how I'm going to hear the voice of God. When people say the voice of God, I'm thinking, okay, God has a voice. You know, we are made in his image. So, you know, I, it's going to be sound. It's going to be audible. And I remember for a very long time, y'all, I was so fed up because I'm like, God, I'm speaking to you. I would pray all the time. We'll pray every night. I pray, speak out loud. And I'm like, God, one day you're going to talk to me. One day I'm going to hear your voice. One day, one day, one day, one day. And the thing was, I was so focused on the audible that I was completely missing the fact that God's been speaking to me all throughout my life in so many different ways, throughout, through other people coming to speak to me, through the thoughts that I would get, um, through different, just literally nature, like crazy different stuff. You know what I'm saying? Or pe- random people coming up to me or talking to me or me, me connecting with somebody or somebody giving me something for free or anything like that. That was God. That was all God connecting with me. And, but the thing was though, when I was going through, when I was getting frustrated, cause I, I, I literally was getting frustrated. I remember one time and I told y'all this last season, one time I was in a scenario y'all when I was finna lose my mind. I, I was finna black out and flip out because long story, y'all got to listen to that episode. I forgot what episode it was, but long story short, I was like, I right, got I'm finna black out in 0.2 seconds. And I need you to say something now before I lose it. Let me hear your voice right now. If you truly love me, God, say something. Say something, Lord, because I'm about to go crazy. I, I'm not kidding, y'all. I was finna literally black out and do something. I was finna damage some stuff. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. Listen to the episode to hear the story. I forgot which one it was. So I'm like, if you really love me, God, speak to me right now. I waited, waited, waited. I ain't hear nothing. I got so fed up. Because at this time, like, God, I'm seeking you. I'm praying. I'm asking to hear your voice. And you're not talking to me. And I literally said, if you love me, say something right now. And you ain't say nothing. I didn't hear no audible voice. Oh, okay. And I literally broke down. I was so, oh, I was so filled with so much emotion. But I did get this one thought. Now that I'm looking back at it, this was literally God speaking to me. Wow. Thank you, Lord. But I got this thought to call my big sis, Donna. 
and tell her about this whole situation, tell her how I'm finna black out, how I'm so angry and fed up with how God is not talking to me and all this and that. And I remember I was on the phone with her and I'm like, why won't God talk to me? Like, is he mad? Like, why won't he talk to me? I just want to talk to him. And the thing is, I'm, I'm bringing up that story to say during the waiting season, whatever it is, if, if you feel like you're not hearing, if, you, if you're in a point in your life where it's not clear, okay, where it's kind of foggy, where you can't really hear or discern God's voice, still he hears all. And that's why I would always throw out, even when I couldn't hear his voice, how I heard it, even though I was kind of blind to it. I would still, I was, I always knew that God heard everything. I always knew that God knew my thoughts. I knew that God heard when I spoke out loud and said, Hey God, I knew that he heard that. So it's really, I think what would help, what will help me was literally talking to him about my frustrations. Like, Hey God, I'm waiting on to hear your voice. Like every single day, take, like talk to him about it. He hears that. He hears that whether you yourself can't personally hear him speak to you in whichever way he communicates with you. I know people who get the craziest vivid dreams all the time. I know people who get visions. I know people who get thoughts. You know, so many ways that God communicates with us. And one thing is don't compare. Don't compare how somebody, how God communicates with somebody to, to yourself and to your walk. And that's one thing I remember one of my homies, he would, you know, talk to me about the dreams and stuff like that, that he'd get. And the thing is, God speaks to me in dreams, but not, not as often. You know, I don't always remember my dreams. And for a second, I felt like, is God, is God, you know, is, is there something that I'm doing? And I literally asked my homie this. I'm like, is there something that I'm doing? Or is, is there something wrong with me in the sense that God doesn't want to speak to me um, through my dreams 24-7? You know, why is it always here and there? You know, and, you know, my homie said something so valuable. He was like, you know what? You know, you because I know God, like I said, God speaks to me through my thoughts. And I see how God moves throughout different things throughout my day. And that's how me and God communicate, especially through other people. The, the people that God sends my way. On the split of the second, right when I need something, if I have a question, it's the craziest, beautiful thing ever. But what my homie told me was, you can't compare, you know, just like, basically, you already know how God speaks to you. And yes, maybe God doesn't need, God, you know, God has his certain ways that he speaks to you. It's not always going to be the exact same as the next person. So yes, I'm over here getting my dreams almost every night but that's just me and God's personal way of communication you get what I'm saying so it's like you can't you can't compare that and I think the more that we try to compare people's relationship with God especially because it's levels to this thing you get what I'm saying so it's like it, it, it's levels to unlock on your own personal journey with God. Somebody may be on a deeper walk than you. And it doesn't mean that God loves them more and loves you less, but it's just like, it's levels to this thing. And it's about how far you are willing to go. And it takes time. It's a journey, like I said. So number one, don't compare number one, but just be patient and just pray for revelation and clarity throughout your day. And I truly believe fasting. This is what I'm hearing the Lord's Holy Spirit saying right now. You need to fast. Fasting truly helps you to hear God's voice louder in whichever way need be, especially if you have a question or something like you, if you fast for something intentionally, but be led by the Holy Spirit to know which particular fast that you need to do. But there's so many fasts and um, you can give up food. I know one thing I do 
or used to do. I need to, I'm due for a fast right now. I'm not going to lie. I usually try to make myself fast at least once a month. Um, but I wouldn't eat till 6am to 6pm, but fasting literally when you, when you, when you starve your flesh, when you, when you show your flesh who is boss and just feed your spirit, feed your spirit, feed your spirit, feed your spirit. I, oh my goodness, the clarity you get the loud, how much louder God's voice is. It's, it's so beautiful. It's so amazing. And whoever else is like listening, if you're like, how can I discern God's thoughts? You know, how God speaks to you through thoughts, whatever is good. There's a Bible verse or bring it back to me. Whatever is good, whatever is righteous, whatever is peaceful. Um, I'm gonna put it on like my IG, the babbling with jazz story tomorrow, the, on my Instagram story. So you guys could see the actual verse, but those are the thoughts that are from God. So all those negative evil thoughts and thoughts that go against God's word, that is not, those aren't godly thoughts. Those aren't sent by God. So it's when I, when you look at it like that, you think, okay, I just got this good thought. I'm thinking positive. Like this is all God. That's all God. God is always speaking. I don't want you to ever think that God is not speaking to you. He's speaking all around. He's speaking to you right now. He's saying he loves you. This is God. When you, God is speaking in so many different ways. I promise you. And I just want to um, end with this for the, the answer for the first question. Don't look too much on, okay, God, how are you speaking to me? How are you speaking to me? How are you speaking? Like it takes too much of your energy. It takes so much energy trying to like look and search. Just, just flow, just flow. God is speaking. I promise you. And you're going to get to a point where you're like, okay, God, I hear you. Like to, to me, it's so, it's so evident and it's so beautiful. Literally the other day, somebody just paid for my lunch and at work and gave me twice two meals and all because i asked the question so i'm not gonna get i'm not gonna babble too much but i long story short i got my favorite two meals for free at work and i was like thank you god like i know that was you i just got blessed that's you you know what i'm saying that 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 is you you just blessed me you just you said my daughter you're hungry i know this is your favorite food here simple small stuff like that you know just kindness love good thoughts things that are good oh my gosh god is everywhere and especially like how people say quote-unquote coincidences even though you guys know i don't believe in coincidences everything is divine so say if you're going through something and somebody comes up to you with that answer talks about something that is literally god speaking through them to you remember that god uses us in anything that he created since we all are we all are a creation of God. He uses the creation to, to speak to us, but especially us humans. And that's why we, he wants to, we, he wants us to be clean vessels because there's some things that he needs to manifest through this earth that he can only get through us, us humans, those who are created in his exact image. And without us, those things cannot get manifested into this world. So understand that he can use human beings. He can use so many things. Don't limit him. But also at the same time, don't focus. Okay, God, are you talking to me? Are you not talking to me? Where are you, God? Where are you, God? Because you're going to be so focused looking around that God is right in your face, but you don't see it because you're over here like, you know, kind of quote unquote panicking. You get what I'm saying? So that is that. And then let me open up my phone again. You asked another question. You said, you said, and also, what do you do when you're trying to become confident in who you are in Christ and love all of you? What do you do when you're trying to become confident in who you are in Christ? Um, I don't, oh, that's a, I'm trying to really see. Um, Cause I, I guys, I, I don't, I couldn't even tell you where I got this utter bold confidence from. I know, I know, I literally know where it came from, but I don't know, like, was I working on my confidence or did it just happen? I think, I think it, it came with knowing how much God loves me and knowing that I'm already enough and just truly understanding. And when you truly study 
Jesus because Jesus is God um, and seeing how Jesus operated and seeing how Jesus loved us and spread love and hearing what just God says about us, how much he loves us, knowing the fact that knowing the fact that God sent somebody to die for me, to die for me. Like a life was gone, shed, he's, blood was shed for my life. It, it's just like, why not? Because God, and God knows how much of a mess I am. I think it just, it just made me confident. And it's truly, I think true utter confidence comes from walking in the spirit. When you walk in the Holy Spirit, oh my goodness, you're so bold. You're so bold. Can't nobody tell you nothing. Like little Nas said, can't nobody tell you nothing. And the thing is, I just focus on knowing what God has said about me. And especially if God has given you a promise for something, if God has given you vision, if God has given you a sneak peek of your future, oh my goodness, can't nobody tell you nothing. Because it's just like, and especially when you know, well, God, I'm so messed up. I'm still struggling with this and this. I don't even, I'm not even organized, but you, you still have this calling in my life. You still have this plan for me in my life. That is the part that gets me because it's like, yes, God still, it just, it just hypes me up. And just knowing that the creator of all things chose me and that I'm his daughter, I'm, I'm royalty, knowing how royal and how great God is, knowing how cool Jesus was. Oh my goodness. I'm reading the book of John right now, y'all. I'm reading the book of John right now, family. And I cannot tell you how much this book is just crazy. The Bible breakdown is coming from this book. This book is crazy. I just, when you truly study the heart of God, I think that is what truly helps me, help me be confident was understanding the heart of God. And then number one was this being confident, just knowing who my God is and completely letting go of seeking external validation from other people because I know how God views me. Look and see what God says about you. You're uh, fearfully and wonderfully made. And then read the promises. Oh my goodness. Read the promises. Like in uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, I have plans to prosper you, plans to give you a hope and a future. I plan plans to, pro- plans to bl- uh, bless you, not harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Plans to prosper you, not harm you. So it's just like when you study and see the promises that God has said about you, you have no other choice but to be confident. So it's like, I think what helped me most was number one, walking in the spirit, but also remembering what God said. What God, what did you promise me? No matter what happened, you said, be, uh, never will I leave you nor forsake you. I'm confident because it's like, it just, it just stirs something up on the inside of you. And to know that you don't have to have it all put together. For God, that just makes me even more confident because God used a killer, a murderer like Peter. I'm not Peter. Oh my God. Well, Peter did, um, Peter did, um, bite somebody ear off or no, somebody bit, bit off Peter ear, but Jesus healed him. But, uh, the, the rapist, uh, what's his name? I'm forgetting his name. Paul, the rapist, the murderer, the Christian killer, but God used him. Oh my God, he uses so many messed up people. So I hate when people try to say, oh, you have a dark past. Look at you. That is just showing the presence and the power of God. And knowing that I don't, I, I can be a wreck. That God still loved and saved a wretch like me. That just gives you so much confidence to be just truly who you are. And when you just confidently walk in that, he's going to renew your mind and just, you just get so much boldness. But I think the, the confidence that I have in Christ is number one. Oh, let me read it one more time. Confident in who you are in Christ to know your identity, to know my identity. I have to go to God. 
I can't find my identity in things of the world. I can't find my identity in social media and Instagram. People that got fake asses, fake tits, fake lips trying to tell me what beauty is when I already was made perfectly fine. God does not make mistakes. I don't care what type of disorder or malfunction you got. I do not care. I don't care if you missing a lip, if you missing an eye, if you were born with a stimp or a limp or whatever, how you want. I don't care. God makes no mistakes. You are beautiful. You are already perfectly made in God's image, perfectly made. And then it's just like, it's just so beautiful, man. But it's truly knowing my identity in God and finding my identity in God, seeing what God has to say about me. And when you see all the beautiful, amazing things that God has to say about you, even though he already knew the things that you were struggling with, even though he already knew this type of sin you was in, but this is what God is saying about you. This is God, what who God is saying you are. And number one, to know, and so when you study Jesus, knowing that that, that is how we should be. And we, we, we can be that. Because now we we have the gift of the spirit. We have that now com- connection to God. You get what I'm saying? So it's just like, when you study Jesus, oh my God, you walk different. Jesus didn't, it's like, if Jesus did not waste his time trying to prove to people his worth, he just said, okay, if you believe, you believe. If you don't, you don't, whatever. If you think I'm beautiful, you think I'm beautiful. If you don't, you don't, whatever. If you think I'm cool, if you think I'm worth it, cool. If you don't, whatever. Jesus wasn't chasing people around. So why am I chasing people around? Why am I chasing you to love me? Why am I begging you to stay in my life? Jesus never did that. And that's, that just gives me the confidence because it's like when you study who Jesus was and knowing, wow, I have his, he's living inside of me. Jesus Christ is not dead, guys. He's not dead. Jesus is living. Jesus is living. I have his spirit. He is alive. If you are a true believer, you have his spirit inside of you. Jesus is alive within you. So you just have some a, a type of confidence. That's why you got to read the word. You got to see how Jesus operated. You got to see what Je- how Jesus reacted to things. Man, people in John, Jesus was losing people. People thought he was crazy. And, and my surprise, God, the Bible says God uses the co- foolish things to confound the wise. Okay? People was once following Jesus. Jesus had more disciples than 12. But then people left him. People started walking away from him. But Jesus, did Jesus stop doing what he was doing? No, they left me. Oh my God, I'm, I'm worthless. I, oh, I, I, have no, I have no future. Oh my goodness, I have no purpose. People are leaving and walking out of my life. Jesus did not do none of that. Jesus didn't even chase nobody. So why am I chasing you? It just gives me so, so much confidence because it's just like Jesus was such a rebel. He was such a loving, peaceful, cool human being, man. Oh my God. And to know that I... Don't even get me started. Just to know that that's that's what gets me confident is knowing my identity. And to truly know your identity, you gotta study the word. You gotta know who God was. That's why God came back and sent his only son, which is Jesus. But God came back and manifested himself to show us who we are, who, who he truly created us to be in his image. To save us from sin, to save us from all the stuff that we brought into the world. Because of Adam, thank you so much, Adam, for letting all this evil into the world because you ate that apple. But to know that God came and showed us, no, I, I, you guys made us a mess, but I'm going to fix it all up. I'm going to fix it all up. I'm going to bring y'all back to me. I'm going to bring you back to Eden. I'm going to bring you back into the perfect will. Oh my goodness. That is just so much confidence right there. That's where I get my confidence from in Christ. So it's really, in, and think of you said confidence in Christ. Just stick close to Christ. Stick close to the word. Stick and, and keep your face in him. Study him. Spend time with him. Oh my God, you have his spirit within you. 
the confidence is going to come out. The boldness is going to come out because he's inside of you. He's alive. Jesus Christ is alive. His flesh, yeah, he died a, a worldly death. His flesh is dead, but his spirit will always, always be alive. Next question I have here. Hey, Jasmine, can you elaborate more on God's permissive will and his perfect will? How do you know which one? How do you know which will you are in? One more time. Hey, Jasmine, can you elaborate more on God's permissive will and his perfect will? How do you know which one you are in? Okay, this is such a great question. Um, I'm going to make a separate episode on this whole topic, but there is, a, I'm going to answer your question, um, but I'm not going to elaborate too, too, too much. I'm going to try to, my hardest not to babble, babble, babble on this qu- question because I do want to save, because this is such a good question. I did have this planned for a future episode, um, but simple like this. So like I tell you guys all the time, God has a perfect will for your life. Now this is God's plan. Basically, a permissive will is anything that's not God's will. So that could be that basically our own will when you choose to be the God of your own life. So God, since the beginning of time, God had like, like I said in the Jeremiah, God says, I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you. God has plans to prosper you. That's in his will. Not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope in the future. God is talking about his perfect will. He ain't talking about your will. And he was telling that to the people of Jeremiah and in Jeremiah, the people who was sinning, the people who was doing life their own way, worshiping other gods and just completely out of God's perfect will for their life. And this is what God was telling them when he put them in exile, when he put them in slavery. Still, he was telling them, I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope in the future. Mm. So. The thing is, so like I said, God has a perfect will, God's will. Since the beginning of time, you, God knew you before you were even created in your mother's womb. God had a plan for you. God had everything all set up and set right for you. And like I will always say, we are in a partnership with God. This is why you got to use God every single day throughout your whole entire day because you want to be in his will. And that's all what I'm doing, especially with the lined and fine. I'm getting you in a line. I'm getting you aligned with God's perfect will. I think so much with when it comes to spirituality now, like I said in Sunday's episode, people are like doing it for clout or for like the internet or to seem cooler than name. But this is not no joke and this is not no game. I and I think people talk so much about alignment but the thing is you can be you can be in alignment but which will are you aligned with and which realm are you in alignment with see people don't tell you that people just talk about the glitz and glam stuff but when we know that we're in a spiritual warfare we know that we got to look at things deeper we got to look at it deeper so it's like you can be in alignment with your will or the enemy's will, because he could bamboozle you and get you caught up in sin and blind you with the goggles of lust. And you in alignment with everything that's outside of the will of God. So God's permissive will, basically in a nutshell, is it's not God's will. It's not God's perfect will for your life. But And the thing is, any will outside of the will of God is you're settling. If you're not inside the God's perfect, if you're not in God's will, God's plan, how Drake said, if you aren't in God's plan, you're settling. Because God is the creator. God created you. God created his purpose. God created your purpose. And there is there are things. So it, it's perfect. It is the fullness. You will re- truly experience the fullness of life when you're in God's will. But like I said, God gives God gives us free will. So 
You have you have free will to choose which will do you want to be in. Do you want to be in God's perfect will or do you want to be in his permissive will? God's permissive will is the will that you choose, the will that is not God's. If you're like, no, I want to call, I want to do my own thing, call all the shots. I want to live a life of sin, which sin is literally taking you outside of your purpose. Whenever you commit sin, you are now out of alignment with your purpose. That's all it is. That is all it is. And this is why God tells us not to sin. It may look good. It may smell good. But um, what's that one verse, Lord, in Proverbs? It, it's something, something like, um, it's something, it may be, look good, something like that. But in the end, it's, it leads to death. So, so we can't be all fascinated by what looks good or what sounds good because it could still lead me to death. Because sin is, is the trick. And see, let me, let me take it back. Oh my God, I'm going all over the place. But let me take it back to Genesis real quick, all right? God gave Adam and Eve one rule. He only told Adam. Let me not even bring Eve into this. God did not tell Eve not to eat from the tree. God told Adam not to eat from the tree. All right? So that was, that was in God's plan. In God's plan, God's perfect will, God told Adam, I'm sorry. I apologize. I mean, God told Adam, which was in alignment with God's perfect will, you can eat from any tree, but this one do not eat from this tree. I, so if Adam was to eat from that tree, that was Adam choosing, that was Adam getting outside of God's will. And that was sin, wasn't it? Adam brought sin into the world because he went outside of God's will, God's plan. And Adam chose to do life his own way. He chose to be the God of his own life and eat from the tree outside of what God had already planned. So look at where we are today in this world. So just from that one act, that one act of sin, that one act of getting out of uh, out of purpose, because that wasn't in Adam's purpose to eat from that tree. God told him straight up, do not eat from the tree. So God told him straight up not to eat from that tree. It wasn't in uh, it wasn't in alignment with Adam's purpose. But when Adam committed that sin, he now got out of his purpose and he now now he now chose his permissive will. So it's like and he was settling. And you see what happened. They were kicked out the Garden of Eden. They had to work now for food. They had to sweat. We, sweat was never even going to be a thing, y'all. This heat, we was never going to sweat to work, labor, all this stuff. Like God, God brought that now because of a repercussion because of what Adam did. Because Adam chose a permissive will and not God's perfect will. And this is why we are here where we are today. But isn't it so beautiful? Jesus came back, God himself manifested himself in human form and, and died for our sins and just cleaned it all up. And all you have to do to, to defeat sin is just accept his spirit and walk in his spirit for the rest of your life. And now you're back in Eden in the beginning. That is so beautiful to me. That's the gospel in a nutshell, y'all. But I'm saying that to say that your permissible in a nutshell is your life outside of God's will. God's perfect will. So if you're in a permissive will, you're settling. You're settling because you're not in God's will. You're not in the creator of all things will. God knows most. So if you're choosing to be the God of your own life, see, did, did, see, look at this. Did, do you think Adam knew that they were going to get kicked out the garden of Eden? They were going to bring all this horrible evil into the world from that one decision? No, Adam didn't know that, but God did. So God was protecting him from that. So it's like, it's so dangerous and it's so risky to live your life on your own strength and live your life on your own terms without the help of God. But the thing is, God is still going to keep you. He still loves you if you're in the permissible because you have free will. Adam had free will. He did what he wanted to do. And the thing is, you can be, you can get blessed. You can still get blessed in the permissive will. God blessed them with children, didn't he? You could still get blessings and doors open for you, but 
you're still settling. And still, if you're in God's permissive will, it, you're playing with your salvation, number one. And um, you're, you're still not living the fullness of your life if you're in the permissive will. It's something permissive. God will allow some things, but you don't even know what you're holding yourself from because you're in the permissive will. And so many people are comfortable in the permissive will because they don't know they what's well, been working for me. But it's like, you're truly not living. God is like, you settling for this little baby, little will. But if you were in my will, my perfect will, I have plans to, to bless you. I have plans to open doors and elevate you, take you places that you've never been, truly give you your heart's desires. And when you're truly in God's will, your heart is transformed to love what God loves. You're going to have a heart like God. So yes, the Bible says the heart is deceitful above else. Who can, uh, who can know it? But imagine when you give your heart to God and let God renew your mind and transform your heart. And then God is going to give you the desires of his heart. I mean, the desires of your heart, which is really going to be his heart now. Can you believe and imagine what God desires how God is peaceful, loving, and God is now going to give you the desires of his own heart because you're going to have his heart now. Can you imagine what your life is going to feel and be like, what you're going to see? Even when you th- try to think about it, your human mind cannot even process that. But that is, in a nutshell, permissive will and God's perfect will. And every single decision that we make is either putting us in alignment with God's, oh, it's a bug on my freaking thing, uh, of God's permissive will or God's uh, perfect will. And you said, how can you know? Uh, how do you know which will you're in? Simple. Is there any sin in your life? I'm keeping it a buck. If you are, say for instance, I'm stealing. I, I'm Whenever I steal, that is not, that's outside of God's will. Because in God's perfect will, ain't no stealing. In God's perfect will, ain't no killing. I, in God's perfect will, ain't no lying. God is not even a liar. God speaks nothing but the truth. But we know who is the prince and father of the lies. It's the enemy. So I'm choosing now, if I'm living a life of lying, if I'm living a life of stealing, God don't steal. He's the creator. He owns everything. What is he stealing for? What is he stealing for? So what are you stealing for if your father is in, has everything? Do you know how quick he can bless you? Do you know it is your birthright to live in abundance and prosperity? So what you stealing for? God had to get me on that, y'all, because I look, I ain't gonna lie. I used to take, I used to steal some stuff from a uh, Walmart self-checkout, especially in Texas, because in Texas, they don't even be checking the self-checkout. You could just go. But I got that conviction, y'all. And that's a whole nother story time from another day. But God really blessed me one time. But it's like I was outside of God's perfect will. And you have to know if you're if you're in God's perfect will, for you're you know you're in God's perfect will when you are just doing what is in God's perfect will. You're not sinning. You're not doing, if you're not calling the shots and, do, and doing what you want to do, you're, you're asking God for feedback. Hey, gosh, I do this. He said, yeah, do it. Yeah, hey, gosh, I go here. Nah, don't go there. Go tomorrow. I am going to go tomorrow. That is when you're living God's perfect will. And that's why you need to be, you have to bring him in your every single day life. Because every single one action that you make can either bring you in alignment or out of alignment with God's perfect will. And you don't want to be a double-minded person, a double-minded man. What the Bible says, you're going back and forth. We don't got time for that. You in alignment, you out of alignment. You in alignment, you out of alignment. Mm-mm. No. And fun fact, like I said, I'm going to make a whole episode on this and break it down. But fun fact, if you're living in God's permissive will, you're not really in your purpose. People think that they're, they're people are aware of their quote unquote purpose and stuff like that, but they'd be living in the permissive will. And the thing is, no, you can be aware of your purpose, but not truly be living your purpose purpose because you're not in the perfect will for your life. So you're not really living your purpose because in, in the perfect will, Oh my goodness, God has the perp- your purpose all set up. You're truly living the fullness of your life and the fullness of your purpose. God doesn't want you to live a half-assed life. Mm-mm. God wants you to live and reap the fullness. 
He wants you to live life to the fullest. That's what it truly means to live life to the fullest in the perfect will. So that is how you know where in your life, if you are, if there's any area that you, you slipping up in or you not slipping up, but yeah, slipping up. If you sitting in, if you, if you're living a whole, if you're living literally completely against what God stands for, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. And I'm not saying I'm holy, holy art thou, but it's just like, I just feel like, come on, y'all. You you say you love God, but you're literally doing exactly what he hates every single day without a, a repentant heart. Mm, could not be me. You know, I, it, it just couldn't. You don't truly love God because even God said, like I said in the last week's Bible breakdown, one part it said, if you love me, you will obey my commands. Literally, that's how you get in the perfect will of God. That's how you, you want to remain in alignment with that. And I promise you, no matter what you have to sacrifice and get up, give up, no matter what it is, it is the best will to be in. I promise you. I promise you. And that is what Aligned and Fine is for. That is what I'm doing. And that is one of the goals for this podcast is to get you in alignment with the perfect will for your life, not permissive. All right. I live in the permissive will. It has nothing. It's not nothing even close to God's perfect will. But um, stay tuned for the other one. Okay. For the uh, other episode while um, I break that more in depth. Okay. Okay, guys. So last question for today is. Hey, Jazz, I have a question for your show. How do you stay consistent with your relationship with God even when you mess up? Whenever I slip, I start to beat myself up so much and I feel like God is mad at me. It's hard to get back up. One one more time. Hey, Jazz, I have a question for your show. How do you stay consistent with your relationship with God even when you mess up? Whenever I slip, I start to beat myself up so much and I feel like God is mad at me. It's hard to get back up. Um... This is, I'm just going to answer this in a nutshell. I stay consistent with God because I know that I can't, I can't do this life thing without him. I know that God is forgiving. God is so forgiving. And I know it sounds so crazy, but this is just how much God, this is God is love. This is how crazy it is. And this is why I'm going to say this. And I just pray that I know some, sometimes even myself, I used to take this and run with it. But you can do the most gruesome thing in this world, the craziest, most horrible thing in this world. As long as you apologize, repent, you're good. God forgives you. God is so forgiving. God does not hold grudges. As soon as you repent and just come to God about it, God is just like, okay. And it literally, he forgets about it. He, and the only person that's remembering is you. You, sometimes we, we, we're we holding on to things that we've done years ago and all this stuff. God been long gone, forgot about it. God's like, will you let that go? I forgot. I don't even know what you're talking about. And that is just, it's, it's so mind-blowing how good God is. I remember there'd be sometimes I'll be so caught up in sin and I would like, not caught up in it, but like I would slip. Basically, I would slip. Just like how you just said, sometimes you, when, even when you messed up. There were times when I would mess up. I kid you not. God, strike me down if this is a lie. I would mess up and, uh, oh, I'm so sorry. I mean, I apologize. There would be times when I would mess up, right? And I'll be literally beating myself up over it. I'm like, oh my God, I just can't believe I messed up. How did I go back to this thing? Oh my goodness. I'm just, oh my God, I'm, I'm making, I'm such a, God is mad at me. Oh my God. Da, da, da. Then literally I would get blessed. Whether it's finances, whether it was a, my favorite drink. I love uh, strawberry culottes. Whoever want to give me a birthday gift, August 9th, right? I love strawberry culottes from Dunkin' Donuts. I remember one time, I this is so crazy, but th- literally, y'all, this was like maybe a month ago. 
I literally was, I didn't sin, but I knew my, I was about to go sin. I, I was, I was about to go sin. I, it wasn't nothing sexual or nothing. I don't think like that, but I was about to go sin. I was about to do something that was going to put me out of alignment with God's will. I had my mind made up and I was kind of like, oh my God, I feel bad, Lord. I, I'm gonna, I know I'm kind of going to do this thing, but I'm going to repent. And it was so, that's so petty of me to like do, and this is the where I'm talking about abusing God's grace because it's like, you know what you're going to do and you know that God is always going to forgive you. So you'd like take it and run with it. Well, I could do it because God going to forgive me. We have to remember that, and especially y'all need to go read Jeremiah and uh, where God, when God's wrath came because the people kept playing with God like a little lame. You, you can't God eventually you could get God to a point where he gonna snap and he gonna show you he's really gonna show you and be just with you and regardless this is what makes me so afraid to sin anyway now is because it's like I know that every action even if God does forgive me it's still gonna a repercussion still has to be put in place because God is just you know what I'm saying so it's like dang I even though I really am tempted to do this thing it's not even worth me the re- repercussion if I'm stealing from you it's not even, it's not, even, and the thing is, it's not always going to be tick for tack. So I could steal from you and I could get in a car accident. That could have been like a repercussion. I'm just speaking to something like it could be something so different. It's not always going to be, okay, you stole from me. So somebody going to steal from you. Mm-mm, it's not that it's not like that. But I remember that I had my mind made up or whatever. And I was going to Dunkin Donuts to give me a culotta. And I was like, dang, I feel petty. Cause I feel like I'm, I know I'm going to um, sit in a couple, maybe in an hour or two. I'm gonna go do whatever and literally literally um what's gonna say the people got my order wrong and they gave me i paid for a small they gave me a medium and this is my favorite drink ever and they literally just like let me pay for the small and stuff like that i'm like wow god i know that was you you know i love culottes and you literally just helped me and you knew you know my you see my heart you see what i'm about to go do so it's like but you're so loving and it, 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 god's grace is just so undeserving i kid you not, it's, it's so undeserving and um so it, it's like just repent. Talk to God about it. He's your best friend. It should be nothing that you should be afraid to talk to God about. First of all, he already knows everything. He already knows. He's just waiting on you to come to him about it. But once you repent, and if you truly want to, whatever it is, just be like, God, I don't want to keep doing this. So help me break this cycle. I want to be faithful to you. I want to just do what you do. It's pleasing in your sight. He's going he's gonna to hear that. He's going to respond to that. I promise you. God is never mad at you. I think that one of, the, one of the tactics of the enemy is he tries to get us to think that God is mad at us, that he don't want to talk to us, and that we he's so disappointed. Like, he's looking down on us like, don't you talk to me. Get out my face. Get out my sight. I'm not talking to you for a week. You're on punishment. Uh, you, you have no access to me for 10 days or something like that. Something stupid like that. Like, the enemy is so freaking annoying. The enemy just be hating because God and him, the enemy has no connection with God anymore no there's no relationship there and now if the enemy asks for God the enemy has to get permission to operate do anything isn't that crazy but so it's like I feel like the enemy whole time just don't want us to truly experience our true relationship with God because number one he's a fool and he he's missing out on that and he's gonna burn in hell for all eternity and I think he just he just he's he's really hating on us because we literally God loves us so much he gave his only son for us you know he would never do that for Satan so don't don't beat yourself up repent and keep it going and just remembering the fact what God says about you back to the first question I answered God loves you unconditionally he said never will I leave you nor forsake you so it's just like God has already forgotten about it if you just repent repent guys for those who don't know is just apologizing and coming to God about it so say for instance um I'm like hey God I just stole some 
I just thought, I ain't gonna lie, I just stole something. I'm sorry. I'm doing better. I'm coming to you about it. And I'm sorry for stealing God. And you earnestly, wholeheartedly mean it. Oh, yeah. It's good. It's all wiped clean away. Repent. God says, that's why God screams repentance. Repentance is the key. Repent, 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 repent. Repent all your sins. That's, that's the goal. That's the goal. That is the goal. Repent all your sins and keep it pushing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like sometimes you're going to slip up. I right, repent. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Don't stop on your journey. There's things that God still needs. God is still going to use you. Like I said, God used killers. God used rapists. God used thieves. God used liars. So what's holding you back? God still is going to use you. God is, and our imperfections are what, is what literally makes God want to use us the most. And doesn't that show us how humble and good God is? Because God is so powerful and strong, but he uses weak individuals to manifest his glory. Oh my goodness, God is so good. So don't beat yourself up over it. I promise you, it's all good. Repent, keep going, and God loves you, all right? All right, guys, I loved all the questions I answered this week. Um, if you have any questions, please submit them via email or the DMs in the Babylon with Jazz on all social media platforms and websites. All right, all right. It's going to get answered here. I love answering them. Pick my brain. It can even be about what's going on in the world. God himself, your journey, your walk. Um, you guys know. I'm here to help you. I'm here for you. This is literally your time, especially because um, there's just so much gems I have. And what's my, I just love answering people's questions. I love having deep conversations. So submit your questions, submit your questions. But guys, I'm really excited to jump into our next segment. Y'all know what time it is. Y'all know what time it is. Y'all know what time it is. It is time for our Bible breakdown. What's poppin' fam? Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown segment here on the Babylon with Jazz podcast. So if you are new to the show, basically Bible Breakdown is I pick a verse or even sometimes I just talk about a specific character in the Bible and I'm just breaking it down for our so we can all get a better understanding of this book of life, the book that truly is going to change and change shape your life, the only book that casts de- demonic forces away, the only book that is still living to this very day, the the only book the, the word this is the word of God this is God himself speaking whenever you open this book God is speak God speaks um so one bible tip before I even jump in is before you read the word um especially if you're you know getting into the word I know a lot of people ask well how do I how do I um read the bible where do I start and stuff like that number one before you even pick a place um number one I say is be holy spirit driven so for me it's like wherever let me see. How can I explain this? So say, for instance, I am going through a season where I'm losing everything, where I'm losing. I, I just lost my job. I just my car got wrecked in a car crash. I'm losing my house. I'm it's getting foreclosed or whatever like that. And I'm like, OK, God, I need to read the word. And say if I'm, I'm, I'm a newbie or something, I'm a, like Google or look up or ask somebody who's, you know, um, skilled in the skilled, but, you know, matured in the word and ask them, hey, um, do you know any any place or any any book in the Bible that um, has a story or a reading that is you know similar to my situation right now? Everything that we face in the Bible, I promise you, there's a story in here for you because this is life. This is the book of life. <laughs> literally every scenario, the Bible is literally the manual to life. The manual. This is the manual. Right? So say, so say I'm losing everything and I'm going to look, okay, I know the story of Job. I know Job was a man. He lost every single thing. He lost his family, his house. He lost his kids, his land. So I'm going to read the book of Job. Now, before I do that, 
I'm going to go to Bible, the Bible project. I'm putting y'all on game. Go on YouTube. It's called the Bible project. Now I love the Bible project because it breaks down the Bible in so simple ways. And it's, it's, and if you're like a visual learner, it's beautiful. Cause it's in a cartoon text and it's like a draw. It's like, they draw it all together. And at the end it's like, you see like the big picture that that book was painting. And one cool fun fact, what really helped me understand this Bible for real, for real. And the characters and stuff in the Bible was they have, not only do they have different videos on like, um, like uh, the uh, demonic forces, God himself, Jesus, and like learning about people, but they have like breakdowns of like the whole, each book in the Bible. So one thing I did over my spring break was I literally watched, um, I didn't finish it though, but I watched it and has it in order on playlists. Bible, uh, the Bible project. That's the name of it. But like I watched from Genesis all the way down to like, I forgot but I watched it in order. So if you watch it in order, it's like a movie. It's like you, you see the story coming to life. It's all connected. Every single thing is connected and you see, you, you get a ba- a better understanding of the whole book in general. Um, but what I did was, uh, so what I would do, say, say if you're trying to get into the word. Um, so like I said, I'm, I'm going to read the book of Job because I know that Job is going through the same situation I would be going through, right? So before I would open the book of Job and read it for myself, especially if I'm a newbie, well, yeah, before, and it doesn't even matter what where you are in your walk. Before you read the book, type in that book name in the Bible project and you watch it. So now you, when you finish it, you understand what all went down in the book. You understand what to look out for and you already have a basic understanding of the book. I think sometimes people just try to jump into it, but they don't understand the concept text of the book they don't understand you know what the message is trying to portray and they just read like I don't even know what I'm reading but I'm just reading you know what I'm saying so the bible project I use it hand in hand when it comes to me reading a new chapter of a book or sometimes I need reminders and so say I read the job right now I watch the bible project on Job so I understand the story of Job I understand what happens from end to beginning now I'm gonna go back in my bible and I'm gonna read Job and before I even do that I'm gonna pray God please show me whatever it is that you want to show me I'm opening the book of Job please give me clarity and revelation whatever message that you want to share with me whatever you want to speak to me Lord God please in your name please do it I'm reading the book of Job show me whatever it is that you want to show me just ask him that and he's gonna do just that and you start from there. So that's just, just my personal intake or whatever, whatever that you need in your life. So say you may not be going through anything, but hey, I need, I need clarity. I want wisdom. Okay, I'm gonna read the book of Proverbs. Whatever it is that you yourself need right there, right then and there in that instance, that is what, um, for me, that's what I personally would recommend where you start. You don't want to start reading something and you're like, I don't know. But anyways, this 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 week's Bible breakdown is coming from the book of John, which is written by John um, and uh, the Apostle John, not John the Baptist. Um, so uh, I'm re- I'm reading from chapter eight. Um, so I'm just want to read the snippet. Hold on, real quick, y'all. Yeah, yeah, it's just the snippet of something um, that. Uh, okay, so it's called Jesus forgives an adulterous woman. So I don't know if y'all probably heard about this story growing up. If you haven't, it's basically in a nutshell. I'm still going to read it. I'm going to break it down. But sorry, in a nutshell, um, basically, it was about how this woman was caught for adultery. She was cheating on her husband and all these people were trying to stone her. Back in the day, if you sinned, if you did anything against the law, they was going to stone you to death. That's how they killed you. They stoned you until they threw rocks at you until you was dead, gone. So, um... You know, they were like telling Jesus, okay, Jesus, this woman, you know, committed adultery, we're finna stone her. And in a nutshell, Jesus was like, um, so whoever, Jesus was like, okay, whoever has not sinned before, cast the, th- throw the first stone. 
throw the first stone. Whoever has not committed sin before. And before he looked up, everybody walked away because everybody was a sinner. And Jesus was the only one standing there, which I, when I was reading this the other day, I just got a revelation that I never got all the times I heard this story. And I can't wait to share it with you guys because it gave me more clarity. I, I just can't believe all this time I overlooked this, but uh, th- it was so beautiful and amazing. But um, <clears throat> so this is chapter eight, y'all. So at dawn, he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him and he sat down to teach them. Jesus always taught people, especially in the book of John, you're always going to see Jesus was a teacher. He sat down and taught them. He took his time. He sat down with any sinners and all. He sat down and taught them. So I think even with that, it's teaching us that God is going to teach you. But are you going to, are you willing to sit down with God and be taught? Or are you trying to run and do all this and that? Be Are you too busy for God to sit down and talk with you? Mind you, he said, he sat sat down to teach them he sat down he took his time you know so that's so beautiful god is a teacher if, if there's something that you don't know or understand god is willing to teach you god wants to teach you he's a teacher that's why when you see the word also rabbi in the bible rabbi means teacher so some people call jesus rabbi 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 because jesus was a teacher and think of what jesus taught jesus has taught me so much and there's still so much more that he's going to teach me throughout my journey and it's so amazing but god is the best teacher i'd rather be taught by god than anybody else if you're not being a vessel for god to teach me then that's a different story if you're being a vessel for god to teach me then that's a different story but if you're just some random person that has no connection with god himself i don't want to be taught by you especially if it's something i don't want to be taught by anything about how to live my life or spirituality because you're not even using the 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 teacher of all teachers god himself the creator of all things our heavenly father who sent his only son to die for us so it's just like mm, i'm not taking a risk but um that's just my personal opinion man let's keep going uh, verse three, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery in the law. Moses commanded us to stone such women. That's so funny when I'm reading it, stone such women. What about the men that be committing adultery too? Why is it just against the women that commit adultery? Why Jesus? Let's keep going. And see, that's how I read the Bible. Y'all. I want y'all to understand. This is how I read and talk to God. This is how you should read the Bible. Like it's a conversation with God. It's you connecting with God. And sometimes right then and there, God will give you clarity or an answer. Or if I ask a question, like how I just ask this, maybe sometime throughout my day or maybe next week, who knows? God is going to randomly give me a revelation. Boom. This is the answer to that thing. So I want you to see like how I'm reading this. This is how you should go about reading the Bible or just digging in, you know, make it fun. It's you connecting with God, you know, don't just read it all silent to yourself. This is you and God connecting and vibing right now. This is God and his word. This is God speaking to you. All right. All right. So the, te- um, where am I? Yeah. So this, this woman was caught in the act of adultery in the law. Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now, what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. Back in this time, especially in the book of John, yeah, back in this time, Jesus was doing all this healing work. Jesus was doing so much. And basically, it was it was causing a divide, especially with the Pharisees, which was the religious leaders, because um, they was really stuck on the law. And they was like, well, who, how, why are we all listening to him? We don't we don't know who, where he came from and this and that. So the, basically, they, they kept trying to find fault in Jesus. They kept trying to find fault 
for a reason to kill him and stone him or to jail him, but it never worked out because Jesus was Jesus. And one cool thing that you will see throughout the book of John when you read it is Jesus was always saying that the people would try, it would say that the people would try to, you know, arrest him or something. But Jesus was said, it is not my time yet. And Jesus was saying, it is not my time yet for me to die right now. It's not my time. It's still some more stuff I got to do on this earth. You know, so it was that's that's a cool point to me. But anyways, yeah. So the people were asking Jesus because Moses, he's the one who parted the Red Sea. He's the one that led the people out of Egypt into the holy and promised land, even though he himself did not make it into the land. It was Isaac. Um, but, you know, so Moses wrote the law and that a.k.a. the Ten Commandments, which God gave Moses. So basically the, the Pharisees and the religious leaders, they were trying to slip Jesus up because they like, OK, this is what the law says. So if you tell us not, you know, what, what should we do in the situation? Now, if you're telling us not to stone this woman, then that means you, you breaking the law. You, you, you're not standing up to God's law. But I need you all to remember and understand. I forgot what book this is in. Lord, bring it back to me. If not, I'll get I'll explain it later. But it's some book where it says that I think it's Matthew or Luke or Corinthians or I think it's Matthew, but Jesus said that he, he did not come to destroy the law, but he came to fulfill the law. Oh, that's a whole, I'm, I'm getting deep, deep, deep. Let's continue. So <laughs> let's just continue y'all. But, um, so hold on. I lost my train of thought. Okay. So yeah, they were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to him, said to them, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time. The older ones first until only Jesus was left with the woman standing there, still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then Jesus replied, then neither do I condemn you. Go now and live your life free of sin. This is such a word. First of all, it's so funny how the dumb little Pharisees are trying to trap Jesus or whatever. But Jesus did not say, no, nobody throw the stone. Don't throw the stone. He, he, he didn't. So technically he wasn't breaking the law, but he said, whoever has not committed sin, throw the first stone. So he was giving you permission he was still letting the law take place. He said, yeah, you can stone her. Whoever has not committed sin. If you have not committed sin, throw the first stone. Throw it. Go ahead. So that's number one, which I thought was so funny. So Jesus like found the loophole in that. They try to get Jesus caught up, but Jesus is God. You know, God is just so slick, y'all. He just caught, you know, he, he knew what they was doing anyway. Two, this is the part where I was saying recently where I never realized that this was basically um this part stood out to me more than ever um all the times that i've heard this story was that it said that at this everyone who heard began to go away one at a time the oldest first until only jesus left well, jesus was left with the woman still standing there so jesus everyone everyone who committed sin left jesus was the only one standing there jesus never committed sin Jesus was, Jesus was still, Jesus was still faced with all the temptations, everything that we go through. He was, he was still faced with that himself, but he never sinned. So he, 
Oh, I feel the presence of God. Oh my God. Guys, listen, just check this out. Check. Oh my God. God, I feel you. I'm getting so much more revelation and clarity. I understand, Lord. I understand. God, do you, I mean, guys, do you see this? Oh my God. This is good. This is really, really, really good. This is really good. I need you to see this. I need you to see this. So Jesus said, right? Jesus said, whoever has not sinned, throw the first stone, right? So now, I don't know. I can't believe I never understood this until now. It's okay, though. This is a part of the journey. This is beautiful. You get more clarity the more that you go down the line. But Jesus said, whoever has not sinned, throw the first stone, right? Everyone left because everyone's sinned. We're all sinners. I've sinned. You've sinned. No one's perfect. We've all sinned, all right? But Jesus was still standing there. He never sinned, all right? He never sinned. He could have, but he never did. He was, he, he was sent here to defeat sin. You feel what I'm saying? So Jesus who never sinned, and remember, he said, whoever has not sinned, throw the first stone. So he's the only one left there. So he had the opportunity to, to, to throw the first stone and kill her. But he didn't. Jesus did not throw the first stone. Jesus did not kill her. And he, he was the only one. So meaning God, God could have took her life. God could have killed her. But he said, no. He's, and then he asked her, he said, you know, where's everyone? Where, where'd they all go? Where are they? Everyone who condemned you, everyone who was all, all talking mess, everyone who was all putting, throwing dirt in your face, talking about your past, even though they have a dirty past themselves, even though they, they themselves are sinners, but they're trying to talk about your sin. When we know that all sin is weighed the same. So the first, all these people pointing fingers at you, where are they? The ones who were all doing this stuff, they all walked away. You mean some of they all sin too? Oh, and he's, and, and she, when she replied, no one, sir, there, no one's here. Um, he didn't, has no one condemned you? And the woman said, no one. And now God is replying, aka Jesus, he's replying and saying, then neither do I condemn you. Jesus could have used, Jesus could have stoned that woman, y'all. God himself literally said, those who, those, whoever has not committed sin, throw the first stone. Jesus knew him himself has not committed sin. So he could have threw the first stone. That is his word. He could have. He said to throw, but look how forgiving God is. And he, all he told him was this. Go now and leave your life of sin. That's it. Leave your life of sin. Leave your life of sin. And as I said earlier in the show, in the show, if you're living in sin, you're settling. You're settling for your life and you're not in your purpose. Sin literally takes you out of alignment with your purpose. Our flesh is a flesh of sin. This world is so much sin. Adam brought this into the world. But... This is, this is why sin, does, sin separates us and it, and it taints our relationship with God. So sometimes some people can't hear God clearly or some people can't even see or feel God because they're so caught up in sin. It numbs it. It numbs their spirit. It numbs them. And this is why God doesn't want us to do it. And why do you think the enemy tries so hard to get us into sin? Let's take it back to the book of Genesis. When they committed sin, it took them out the presence of God. It took them out the garden of Eden, which stood for the presence of God. So since they committed sin, they were now kicked out of the presence of God. That's all sin does. That's all sin does, guys. And this is why we should not sin. So whatever God says is sin, it's sin. God is telling us straight up, hey, if you do this thing, you're getting out of my presence. 
if you having sex before marriage i'm gonna keep saying this because especially in our generation we're so caught up in lustful soul ties sex before marriage you sleep with somebody you are becoming one with somebody who ain't even your husband do you know how powerful and dangerous connecting with somebody on that level is creating that soul tie everything their family issues every every single thing your soul has not become one with that person so whatever he fighting you fighting you know that oh you don't know that it's okay it's okay because we're coming up the series is coming soon the soul tie series is coming soon it's okay that's what this podcast is here for but that is why god is saying that it takes you out of the presence of god different sin takes you out of greed your greediness your jealousy your lying it all takes you out of the presence of god god does not want us to sin you're you're out of alignment with your true life's purpose so you may you may be aware of what you're called to do but if you're living a life of sin you're never going to truly live the fullness of what god has planned for your life with your calling and with your purpose because you're living a life of sin god can't go where sin go i mean he easily could because god could do anything but that's not a part of god's design god is holy he's royalty you feel what i'm saying so god is literally telling us all just straight up this is what's going to take you out the pre- my presence and this is what's going to take you out of alignment with your purpose this is going to take you out of alignment with your true identity which is in me it's going to separate us that's what the enemy got to get want to get us caught up in it and if you want to look if you really look at it when you open yourself up to sin whatever it is it gets addicting it gets addicting the, the more you, one time you lie the more you do it the more you do it, the more it's so easy to do now the more you masturbate it becomes a lifestyle. Now you're feeding your flesh. You're feeding the demons whenever they're hungry. You're feeding it. you lie lying now. You're feeding the demons. Sin feeds the demons. Sin feeds demonic forces. God is not of sin. You get what I'm saying? So you're just giving more. You're giving your power away to the enemy. So in a nutshell, I just that, that's the part that just really gets me and makes me tear up, blows my mind and everything. Because God could have used that. God was the only one that was there. I, Jesus, let's talk about Jesus was the only one that was there everybody he said whoever has not sinned throw the first stone at this woman who was cheating on her husband throw the first stone if you haven't sinned, go ahead kill her everybody left everybody everybody didn't sin in some way shape or form all sin is weight the same you over here looking down on this murderer but you over here you a thief all sin is weight the same all sin is weight the same that that should show you how strong sin is so if you think oh murder he's a murder he took a life which is horrible don't get me wrong but think about that when you lie to somebody. When you sleep with somebody else's man. Hot girl summer, that's nonsense to me if you if 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 it's engaging in sin. But that's a whole different story. So Jesus was the only one that was left and he did not stone her. And all he told her was go now, leave your life of sin. He said go on, keep living. Go live, but leave your life of sin. And go on. Keep pushing, just leave your life of sin oh beautiful so guys i thank you so much for tuning into me um this week i hope that you you got some clarity on in whatever area need be if not sending your questions so it could be answered here on the show as well as go check out this interview i did with the amazing ashley natrice of the sister talk podcast guys i was interviewed on that podcast and me and her had a good nice sister talk on finding your purpose guys i didn't listen to this episode a good three four times i ain't gonna lie it is so good it's so great check out the show notes because i'm gonna put all the information down there below um but this was such a heartwarming a heartwarming conversation about 
understanding our purpose and understanding the journey of the purpose and how to keep going, even though some people may not support the dream and vision that God has placed inside it. It's just, so, it's so good. I cannot make this up. It is so good. Um, stay connected on the social media sites. Send this episode to your friends, your family, whoever you may need to hear this. You're blessing them. So how about you be a blessing to them and send this to somebody you're going to impact a life. You know what I'm saying? You're impacting lives by sharing this message. If you love this podcast, make sure to su- subscribe and give us, a th- not a thumbs up, but give us some stars, five stars, preferably. Write a comment. I would love to connect with you. Follow me on Instagram. I reply back. Follow the social media sites on Twitter. I make the tweets. So we're just going to keep this ball moving and ball rolling. Stay tuned and I'll see y'all back here on Sunday with a new episode for the week like i said if you're not subscribed to the email list get subscribed right now let me just um end with this um don't stop on your journey all right don't stop on your journey god is rooting for you i'm rooting for you i know this life stuff can sometimes get tricky it can get hard it could get just messed up but keep going enjoy the process don't try to skip over the process the process is so much very needed it's so needed um and just stay dedicated to your elevation no matter who gets left or who comes just keep stay dedicated don't let anything steal your focus evil and so many people gonna try to take your focus away from what's truly important but you cannot get distracted and stop being so hard on yourself god has spoken so highly of you god has so many big things planned for you stay focused and be confident god is not a god of lies that's the enemy that's the the enemy is the father lies but if god didn't told you something he ain't lying he's serious and the only thing that is stopping you from getting there is you because if you're not walking hand in hand with god if you're doing what you want to do god can't lead you and take you there because you're outside of his will and this is why you need to be in the perfect will for your life so i love you guys more than you guys will ever know thank you from the bottom of my heart I love you guys. This episode just poured into me. I really believe I'm going to listen to this more than once. Oh my goodness. And I need just, let's send this to, let's send this message. Let's send this episode in particular out. I think it's so many people that need to hear this word or whatever your favorite episode from the show is. Let me know and send it out. Hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Tell me how you love this episode. What stuck out to you? I really want to know what stuck out to you in this Axe Jazz episode. Um, But with that being said, y'all, as y'all already know, stay positive positive vibes only stay true stay true to yourself positive vibes only and lastly remain in alignment with the perfect will for your life which is god's will i love you guys more than you'll ever know see you guys sunday love y'all